Greetings, dear Earth family. Today we have Christina. She is a transformational wellness and life coach. Welcome, Christina. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yay. Um, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm really excited to have our conversation. And um, I would like to hear uh, about your uh, ascension journey. I know some, sometimes it could be a lot. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's an understatement. Um, gosh, it's been going on like a really, really long time. One thing I got, I know we've talked about this before. One thing I got over the last year and a half, two years is I am like salty AF. Like I'm the salty AF ascension journey person. So, and I didn't really get it. Like for me, this year and a half has been like, uh, what's the right word? Compendium of synthesis of like everything I've experienced in my life all coming together and kind of being like oh that's why I experienced that that kind of makes sense now right you know but then when I look back I'm like wow this has been like 40 30 40 years of a process so like of little things along the way that just kind of have really added up and then exploded the last five or six years and then really the last two super exploded but um yeah um let's see where do we start uh like little kid I don't know yeah I think one of my first I was listening to your other podcasts and one of the things I think you had asked too is like when did you first kind of know like something was up and I had this experience I don't even remember how old I was maybe seventh grade what is that 12 13 and uh we were camping <clears throat> and it was like with a girl scout thing and so a bunch of us were like on this hike or something and we found this cross at the top of a mountain and people picked it up and when i held it i could like feel all kinds of things like i didn't really get it then obviously right but i get it now in retrospect but like i could feel the person i could feel their life i like it was one of those things where i picked it up and i almost wanted to be like take it like you know somebody else take it like a hot potato um so that's like one of my first kind of things where i started to be like hmm and then um i grew up in uh northern virginia in dc area and i don't know like i always kind of felt like i saw the bigger picture or knew it was up and a lot of the national news and so like it's been interesting over the like again last year and a half when people have been when some people have come to me and asked me some things and I share and they're like how did you get to like knowing this stuff and I'm like I don't know I just I've known since I was like a teenager a young adult like just I understood things right like that there's no way that you would understand that you understand if that makes sense um and then I would say like the what was it um October I think it was around October November of 2019 I started having like a lot of precognitive dreams and downloads like exponentially and um went and I know one of the things I was telling you about was this idea of like spiritual rabbit holes like, which I'm a huge fan of now. Um, I had already been on like this really deep spiritual journey to like dive into myself more. Um, so that started like 2016, where I was getting very intentional, like 
let me call in anything and any experience and anyone in my life to find out and learn more about myself. So it's like everybody that showed up, I was like, what is this teaching me about myself? What is the uh, shadow? Like we've talked about that part too. Um, really diving into the shadow side of myself. Um, I have a, I think an affinity, not an affinity. That's not the right word. I was going to say an affinity for death, but um, a natural curiosity about the void and living in the void and um, have been really actually called to do a lot of work for people there from that space. But um, so I was like, okay, let me just really dive deep. So I started diving super deep, maybe the last since 2016 into my shadow side and clearing stuff and let me bring whatever comes up, intergenerational trauma, all of that. But um, so I started having all these precognitive dreams and I'm like, okay, let me just go to the closest metaphysical store because something will jump out at me that I need to know. And it was like the day after and I walked in and um, started talking to the girl working there. And she was the one that's like, well, have you ever heard of star seeds and considered like, you know, that, um, you might have some lineage or past lives with any of these like starseed families. It's like, I've heard of it. Well, tell me more. So she's like, well, I'm getting from you, you know, all these things. So she started introducing me to all the different, like, what's, I don't even, I don't get all pick, picky on the terms, like starseed family or whatever term, uh, lineage. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and so I went home and started reading and learning more and and just kind of diving more in but was having crazy uh precognitive dreams so that like this whole like it's been two years well well over two years now so really just diving into each of those that show up so let me have this experience or that experience um i was supposed to go to like europe for six weeks in may of 2020 and had planned this trip and um was really being called, it's really hard sometimes, I think, for me to share um, because it, there's so much minute details that will come up. So prior to planning this trip, I kept getting the name Sarah. So like every single person I met with Sarah, every- My name is Sarah. You're what? My cat's name. No, uh for real? Yes. Oh my God. That's so funny. So, you know, that movie serendipity. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies, but in there, there's this thing where he, the guy he's, there's this one scene where he's in a cab and the guy comes up on a bike and he's that song. What was that song about Sarah or whatever? Anyway, that's on. And so this was like my life, like literally Sarah kept popping up everywhere. So I'm like, what the hell is Sarah? And then I kept meeting like every person I met was um, Jewish. So then I started kind of diving into um, my Polish ancestry and asking my mom, like, is it possible like that we have Jewish lineage on our side? Like just, I was like, why is this coming out? Why is everybody I'm meeting? And then I got into the biblical of Sarah, which was kind of crazy. I'm not, um, really into the Bible. So I was like, okay, but let me read and understand this. Cause that's what I was being called to. Anyway, this kind of all turned into me needing to go do a trip through Europe when spending like a week in Poland and going to Auschwitz and then da, 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 da. Obviously not that trip didn't happen, but what I got was like the trip didn't need to happen. So all these kind of signs kept coming up and um, I did a lot of, I won't get into all the details cause it's 
um, I don't know, it's a little graphic, but I did a lot of intergenerational clearing for some of my past lives of things that had happened to me and that I had engaged in with some other people um, in Eastern Europe during World War II and during some other times. And um, I remember like really profound clearing, like the kind that like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like just bawling because you're like, oh my God, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I just, and then when everything got shut down and then like, and I'm usually a super organized person and I hadn't bought any plane tickets. So I was planning this elaborate six week trip, right? But I hadn't bought any plane tickets yet. I hadn't made any hotel reservations. And then everything shut down. I was just like, hmm, like I, I didn't need to do that. Like the whole point was not about going. It was about having all this clearing that I needed to have. And it just cleared a lot of like trauma and family timeline and other kind of histories and stuff. So that was like, but that was literally one experience in over like a month period, but that happened like multiple times, multiple levels of intensity over the last two years. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, nothing's really happened. I'm not really doing anything. And then I go to journal and I'm like, write about all these insane dreams and precognitive experiences. Like even I met our experience meeting that I had, that was a whole precognitive dream. Like I had dreamt that whole experience, right? So that we would go and do the healing for 300 people. And what was there like 300 some odd people there and go be at that event. And then that's how I met you. So it was that event. So I don't know. I just, that's, it's probably not very clear, but the, it's just been one thing after another, after another. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, and meeting all kinds of soul family now too. Like just every single person walking into my life. I'm just like, yes, like, love it. Like I was just telling my friend about you. Cause I was like, oh, I'm doing her show today. And I was like, you know, it's actually kind of crazy when you think about it. We've only known each other like five weeks, but I feel like I've known you. I mean, we have, but I feel like I've known you for so much longer. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 You were from, um, you're chilling on another star system. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Totally. <laughs> I love so, it. yeah. I love it how we're all kind of connecting and meeting, meeting one another. It's beautiful. It's comforting, you know? Uh, and we've been, we've been all kind of living like, oh, I'm the weirdo. I'm the weirdo. And now, you know, we're, we're kind of cutting the fat. We're trimming the fat, you know, what used to be our life. And, there's now space for other energy to come in in the form of many different different uh, things such as people and I love it yeah and then you get to meet all kinds of other crazy quirky people not crazy I hate that word other quirky people that you vibe with and then you're like wow I'm actually like totally not completely out of the box you know huh. or I am but that's okay I found other out of the box people so it's interesting how us weirdos right uh have so much in common so it's just like a different um brand or different kind of uh, the word that, that's coming to me is species but that's a different that's a wrong word but like uh yeah just like different cuts of a cloth or whatever when we're just like you know there's the normal people and then us and we have so much in common it's really yeah like the inner child we, we come from the kaleidoscope cloth and they come from the like 
single solid color cloth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. Just <laughs> what's Sorry. that? I said no offense. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, there's not nothing in there's nothing wrong with that. It's just different. It's like literally in my head, I'm thinking of different flavors of ice cream, right? Like right. we're the rainbow sherberts, which is totally fine. Yeah. It's same thing as like um, you know, um single single dimensionality uh consciousness and multi-dimensional it just is what it is it's no offense it's just it's just it just is what it is and nobody's better than the other just different levels of understanding all good but uh I but like we need it we need it all though too because like i mean i don't know how your experience is but I, I mean i'll just speak on like you know when i when i've had over the last year and a half, it's been fine because I'm in a really good state with myself, like really centered and balanced. And I had done a lot of work, but if I hadn't done that ahead of time, honestly, I probably would have ended up in some psych ward because like, it would have been just too much to process or, well, not even that, or even ill again. Right. We've both talked about our illness before, like with each other, um, you know, and a lot of like the reason I think that we've been able to manage and, and um, I don't want to say whether um, move through the last two years so smoothly and peacefully is, is because we had have done our work. Right. And um, you know, a lot of people are really struggling with illness and stuff like that right now, but I always just get back to, well, we, we do talk about this a lot, getting, doing their work. Right and being in a really good place so that you can kind of manage all those energies and the storms and the things that come up. So, I mean, I think like, you know, if, um, but, but we don't, not everybody would want to be there and do that. Do not everybody would want to do the work, but trust me, not everybody wants to be in my head and in my downloads and in my dreams and everything like that. Like, you know, and I tend to probably be on the darker side than some, and like, that's, you have to be able to really, I get being in a really good place to, Hold uh, yeah, exactly. It's not for the faint of heart. I mean, for sure. So I was thinking today, actually, um, I was pondering why I don't have more memories. Cause I just have memories of this life and you know, it's like, it's kind of, there's frustration in that at the same time, there's an understanding, um, mm. Like, and so I was thinking about it today um, and I was just like, no, I, I completely understand why, why that is the case, you know, like currently where I'm at, it's just the case that I'm not able to hold it all. They're you mean just, memories from past lives or other yeah. memories from this life? Yeah. Past lives. I would love yeah, to, yeah. I would love to like, you know, cause like eventually as you go up the, the ascension journey, eventually that stuff kind of becomes part of you and you're able to access stuff. But just right now. Well, I yeah, I was going to say, don't you think, I mean, I feel like we, we might not remember per se, but we're tapping into all that, right? Sure, for sure. And even like, I feel like the things, a lot of the things that I experienced over the last two years, I had to come up and be cleared. Like it comes up for as long as it needs to be acknowledged and processed and worked through and cleared, and then it disappears. I mean, there's some of the things that would be great to remember, but like, I don't need to remember some of the shit I did in the past. Like, isn't that pretty? Right. And so, but for me to do the work, to clear that timeline and to come at peace with that, and then be able to bring that piece forward into this timeline in the work here, that's, what's important. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I guess I'm, I'm thinking, um, 
it's more being able to be at a place where where you're now coming from a place of neutrality so like the dark stuff is no longer like holy shit it's no longer that oh you know what i mean so like being able to hold it all because you're you know you no longer have attachment attachment or judgment you know mm-hmm. I'm not well yeah that's complete, i think that's actually completely really no judgment no attachment would love to yeah not that's a really good point though, because maybe I'm not being precise in my words because like, I mean, it from the outside, it would be really dark, but for, I mean, I feel like I'm in a really good place of neutrality. Like I, I've, I've been preaching with clients, be a neutral observer, right. And all that get into the neutral observation. But, um, but if, if you haven't done the work to get there, it, it appears things can feel really dark or very, ominous and all of that yeah yeah I'm totally comfortable with you know my my wholeness I'm like same almost like for the most part you know there's for the most part neutrality but I guess it's not at that point you know yeah it's like really good point to get more memories Um, have we I can't remember if we've ever talked about this okay so I'm going to get go there right away (laughs) have we ever talked about mental health like I don't know about you actually. Yeah. Because so one of the things, you know, as a kid, I struggled a lot with depression and did you ever try and commit suicide? I mean, I feel like we, okay. I feel like we need to add that asterisk here. So sensitive topic, but you know, like I tried to commit suicide a couple of times and like, I mean, I I've always had this plan. Like I knew like was very comfortable. I got very, 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 very comfortable with death at a very, very, very young age. Right. But I realized now like, oh, that's part of my journey. I needed to, so that I could go through the ego death through the dark night of the soul. So that I could really kind of break down and process and be in this neutral place of observation to process kind of all of these, um, dark, dark precognitive things that come in because like, I'm not afraid of the death that my people might attach with those visions right and so yeah it's a process but I but I really just like I said I I kind of feel like everything's kind of come together and I'm like oh okay yeah like I'm like oh piece of cake now I totally get why I was like trying to you know not to make light of it because it's a serious topic and there's a lot more to it with you know nutrition and other things that we've talked about too i'm taking care of yourself and doing your work but like when i look at it now um and when i look at struggles even with with friends and family um you know i really get like yeah there's a lot um of power and help that somebody that's been in that space can offer but doing the work to kind of work through those dark nights of the soul and those dark days um, is really needed, but it, it takes somebody, this is funny. I'm talking and I'm like talking myself into my whole like death, death doula calling. Um, but it takes somebody to like walk with somebody during that journey. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, this topic of, uh, uh, this mental health and the, the, the struggle of like being here and everything it's, um, you know again not to make light of it as you said um so necessary to for for us to 
be able to, like, and I've said this before several times, to be able to hold the kind of space that we could hold now because of what we went through. There's nobody, nothing anybody could come to me or be like, oh my God, like, oh yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, when it comes to death personally, and I'm seeing that you can relate, relate as well, I don't view it as, uh, like I view it as a transition to, to a new expanded uh, form of existence. So you're just basically mm-hmm. graduating, you know, in my opinion, you're graduating to a, to a more expanded awareness, expanded state. You're no longer limited by this body and while people miss you and everything. And, uh, you know, I mean, we need to, I feel, I feel like we need to um, have a different understanding as a society and as like really just humanity in general, uh, understanding that it's, you know, we are all walking towards death and it's just part of the process, just like birth is. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. Just mm-hmm. it's just reality. And well, our soul never dies, and I think people get attached to the physical death. Exactly, it's just mm-hmm. physical death, and that's okay. And I love love uh, somebody being able to take on the role of being a death doula, which is what you're working towards, correct? Or yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I it's uh, so. <laughs> It's been coming up. I've been called towards it. I don't know what that looks like for me specifically yet. Um, it's really interesting. Like I see it in my astrology chart, like it kind of makes sense. Um, it's made sense with some of the transit over the last two years. Like I, I'm just really being called, but, and it's not necessarily um, a literal one either. It could be figurative. So for myself, like I was very, very sick, which, um, got me into starting, I think probably the whole, a whole deeper calling into my spiritual path and ascension journey. So that was really probably maybe the main trigger. I had been on this process, this path, like I said, for like 30 years and I got really sick. And then it was like, okay, like, what is the purpose in getting sick? What am I here to learn? What am I here to do? Really finding my true purpose in that journey. And, um, but through that, for me, I really needed to, that was when I, I definitely went through an ego death, had a walk-in experience and like literally just had to, I mean, I say I wiped the slate clean. And so for me, uh, some of the death doula work I'm being called to do is even with, with clients that are dealing with illness and having them like go through a, a figurative death, Right because a lot of people stay stuck on who they are. So I've always been way X, I get sick. And then they're trying to get back to way X, but like, what about way Y? Like, let's go towards, let's go on the Y path and not try and go back towards the X path because you're, you know, part, part of why you got sick is because you were on the X path. So a lot of it is changing people's ideas and mindsets too, that like, let's, let's have a, uh, you know, a figurative death ceremonial burial, whatever it is, bury everything, right. That's part of that old personality, identity, persona and create something new. And it's, it's a really freeing thing, but it's, it's like, um, kind of shocking. I find to people to think about doing right. Like 
Like I literally, there was, I did a client call with a girl, um, a perspective call and she had just gotten diagnosed with something. And I made this suggestion and she was really lamenting, like losing her old ways of eating her old ways of act, like recognizing she was going to have to make changes. So she was sad about it. So, you know, I suggested I'd like, instead of being sad and it was around the holidays I'm like, use this as an opportunity to like, literally, like you're going to be with family over the holidays. Why don't you guys do um, a funeral for your old self? And as I talked about it, like, you know, it was, it was kind of like this channeled message. And I'm like, you know, hold a funeral for your old self, like bury all these kind of old things that have led you down this path, you know, to your diagnosis. And then you can then celebrate and have a party of what you're creating for yourself. And, um, I, you know, she was a prospective client. So I don't know what happened when she did that, but I just was like, I just think it's such a beautiful idea. Um, and we, that's not something really we've been, well, it's not something we've embraced at all in this society. So. Yeah. I could see how that could be, uh, shocking to somebody. And I feel like it, it just needs, it's such a wonderful, in my opinion, idea. Um, yeah, get rid of get rid of all the stuff that that made you sick for sure. So. Yeah, it, I think it helps with family too because a lot of people, a lot of family and friends have attachments to who you were. Oh yes, yeah. So like it helps them as well because one of the things she was thinking about, well, you know, I'm used to going out to eat with friends and family, and now I can't eat what I used to eat. Okay, that's cool. Like have everybody do a funeral for the foods that you used to eat, but like they're attached to you, you showing up a certain way in your old way of being, and that's going to prevent you from moving, making progress. So, I mean, do the funeral even more for them than for you so that they can release their own attachments and have some like tangible ceremony about it. Right. And then rebirth something new that they can have with you. Right. So yeah, death and rebirth. We'll see where this goes, but yeah. I love that. I, I really, it, again, it needs to be, in my opinion, it needs to be uh, become more of our society and normalize all this stuff and just in general. Like, let's say goodbye. Let's say goodbye mm -hmm. to those, those things that are part of ourselves and um, allowing people to adjust through this little ritual. We're just like, all right, this was me, no longer is me. Don't be attached to this. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we do it in other ways. Like when we have, we get married, right. There's a marriage ceremony. So people celebrate the new couple. Right. right. But so it's like, let's take this idea, but, um, apply it in some way to maybe the death cycle, which again, could be a literal death, but it could be a figurative death as well. Right. And a death and rebirth of somebody and, you know, not, I guess not get caught up in like this, this maybe, um, I don't want to say negativity, not get caught up in maybe the sadness or the grief. I mean, those are important feelings to feel, but, um, provide an opportunity to, to really, um, to me, it's more about the rebirth, even more so than the death, right. Allow somebody to rebirth and re reinvigorate themselves and whatever that makes sense for them right um so i would like to hear about your work the five levels approach 
Oh yeah. So, okay. So I'm a wellness and life coach and, um, through my own healing journey and then through my own education. So I really got into embracing this idea that we have to address, um, the physical, the energetic, the emotional, the spiritual, and the mind, mental bodies. Um, to me, you know, if any physical symptom that somebody's experiencing is a manifestation that there's an underlying imbalance elsewhere, right. in one of the other bodies. And, um, I really found this even through my own journey that like I had reached a plateau in my physical healing, which is really what led me then to understand what's my purpose. What am I here for? And really got into energetics, healing all the past life stuff, the emotional stuff, really tapping into my spirituality. And that was what helped me get over this like plateau and then start on that really on, I guess that fast forward ascension journey, right. Which I had been, I think I'm just stubborn as fuck, but which I had been like trickling along on for many, many, many years. I mean, again, (laughs) yeah, again, like it all makes sense now. So I like, I can't beat myself up. Like, okay. Like I have friends, I have a friend that literally started hers. I think when I'm right before I met her beginning of 2020 and she's like, and I'm looking, I'm like, am I that stubborn? But then part of it's like, no, I just needed to gather 30 or 40 years of experience to like synthesize and put it all together. And, you know, we all have a different path and all that. And, and I get it. It's just very funny to kind of, I can relate so hard watch because, oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I technically had my, let's call it first spiritual awakening at age 22 and it just like, you know, I, I, I do the same, like here and there, I look at my journey. I'm like, holy crap. It took me so long and something people are doing in six months. Yeah, exactly. Crap. And I'm just like, no, no, you needed to learn this deeply. You needed to understand how dark it could get, how, you know, the twists and turns, all the little things to have this info under your belt. So just like, but it comes to, you know, I get you. I understand. Mm -hmm. Stubborn. Sure. Maybe we're stubborn. Or we're just learning very um, in a detailed manner. Could look at yeah. like that. You know, we're just like comparing ourselves for some reason <laughs> to others. We shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I've worked. I've worked on moving away from comparisonitis, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, but it is kind of funny. I, I think I would say it's not so much comparison now. It's just more of this like awareness. Like I'm like, oh my god, like. Holy mackerel. But yeah, you're right. Like, um, people get there on different paths, right? So certainly for me, it was part of being in all kinds, experiencing maybe the worst of all kinds of different systems. But now I understand how all these systems interplay together, right? So yeah, it's just interesting. Um, where were we going with this? Oh, so yeah. So as I work with people, it's become really important. When I first started coaching, I was trying to separate because I mean, I was like, oh, I'm an energy healer. Like I get that, like, you know, I can channel, I can do laying on a hands. I can do like, I get all that. And at first I'm like, let me, maybe that's too woo woo for people. Let me separate the physical from the energetic. And only if people are open, I'll do that. But as I started working with people and they're talking about physical symptoms, I'm like, 
I'm hearing all the like energetic, emotional past life stuff. And I'm like, okay, I can't separate this at all. It's just not me. So that part has taken me a little while to like, one, get comfortable being like, okay, I do all these things. Right. And then two, also just learning to um, hold space. I love what you said earlier, just hold space for people to come into that place where they're like comfortable starting to explore you know, energetic boundaries potentially, or how, you know, maybe an emotional experience that they had as a child is impacting a physical symptom like 30 years later and being able to draw that linkage for them. And, but, but you have to hold space and read a client well enough to like push, but not push too far. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm feeling, but how does this resonate for you? And, you know, maybe there you can get, it doesn't resonate at all. And you're like, okay, I'll drop that and come back to it in six months with somebody, you know, which is totally fine. And then interestingly enough, you know, it'll come up like kind of six months later and you're like, oh, okay, there you go. Like I've learned to be really patient with other people's process. I think that's a big thing too. Like I've, in my experience so far, I've had like Clients come in and they reach kind of a wall and then they go and then they'll come back. And um, I've learned not to be a coach that's like, you're on a six month plan and at the end of six months, we're done and you have to get it all done in six months. Cause I'm like, okay, it just doesn't people, the people I'm working with don't work that way. Um, I didn't work that way. Like I just, I get, I'm calling in people that they're going through an evolution. Yeah. And, and a deeper one, you know, like certainly can we just address the physical things and you can feel better? Sure. But like, do you really want to get well, or do you really want to just like, do you want to thrive or do you want to survive? Right. Right. And I just feel like we need to offer more space for people to thrive if that's what they choose. Not everybody wants to choose that. So that's a whole nother thing too, is meeting people where they're at, but so, yeah, but <clears throat> it's really interesting. I, I realize a lot of, um, I'm tending to work with a lot of empathic people. I mean, unsurprisingly, right? I have issues. Yeah. Yeah. So like we, um, well, the event we met at, right? So I did readings and, you know, pretty much everybody had empathic kind of boundary issues when I asked questions around that. So it's like, okay, like let's work on the boundaries. Cause then when the boundaries are tight and learning that you can be empathic and also have boundaries, like a lot of people don't see that they're, um, that those can coexist together. Right. Um, then it's amazing how much they start to feel better as well. Then a lot of the physical symptoms go away, you know, like I, even today I was talking to my friend and just like, you know, the more you spiritual work you do, the more diving in and going within, the more you tap into your own inner authority, a lot of what you're dealing with physically will start to disappear, you know? So speaking of that, um, yeah. about discovering your inner voice, your authority. Oh, so a couple of different thoughts on that. I, I mean, I think you and I've talked about this. I feel like everything that's happened in the last two years has really been calling people into walking on that path, right. To discover their inner voice, their inner authority. Um, you know, 
some people have taken that on, that, that challenge on, some people haven't. Um, I have found, um, it's really interesting. I think as a society, we're really externally focused, right? So people rely on religion, external authorities, um, that could be doctors, whatever. Um, like they don't tap into kind of their, their inner knowing. And I think when you start to ask people, like, I remember somebody asked me a long time ago when I started on my journey and they're like, why do you believe what you believe? And like deconditioning and breaking that down and really understanding like a lot of what I believed was because that's what I was told was over and over again. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like we're conditioned so much and people don't even realize that how much hypnosis (laughs) it is like over and over and over. And then it's just your reality. Yeah. And you're like, it's this way because that's the way it is. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But it it was funny. Like it was this guy I dated actually not a healthy relationship, but this is the thing that stuck with me. Right. And he was like, okay, but like, why do you believe this or why do you believe that right and it like really dug down and so that was kind of also like a big thing too about in terms of just really being like okay so what is it that resonates for me right internally so I really kind of um have been working with people too to just really tap in and tap into their inner knowing and their inner voice and get quiet there's that's the other thing too there's so much freaking noise in the world, right? With TV, with news, with even with music. Like I love music, but I intentionally work to choose better music now, right? So I, I don't think we even realize how much we're conditioned with music, with lyrics. Yeah. Like, and I've noticed it more, obviously, because I've been working more on my own awareness, but just tapping in, like, you know, putting on like what's new in music and I'll put it on. And I'm just like, wow, I can't anymore. I find myself going back to like older school music or even a lot of, um, what is it? What's the music that doesn't have words, not acoustic or is it acoustic? Yeah. Anyway. Wait, no acoustic is I think when you're singing and no instruments. (laughs) Anyway, one of these, uh, somebody can correct us, but um, I find I like listen to just like a lot of music, like binaural beats or like same, yes, yeah, because <laughs> because it's not that like messaging. What's that? Sulfrigio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like not all that messaging in your head. But I've also worked on just like turning off music and having like little, just sitting in my house and having complete like quiet time. You know, that's that's my number one preference. Like I'll put Solfrigio music on to kind of like 528, for example, balance me out and, you know, harmonize, whatever, um, heal, whatever. Uh, But other than that, I love nothing, nothing. Love it. Just and you're just like with yourself. Yeah. Right there. But, you know, though, like it scares a lot of people. Like I have a, a, a friend who's quite spiritual. And I remember at one point, I recommended this and she was just like, but I don't really want to hear my thoughts. And I'm kind of like, but that's kind of the point. Like we have to like be with us. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So we have to, we have to. Yeah. 
but but I think like a lot of people and I even well you again another thing we've talked about we've talked about a lot of things so anyway um both being really introverted oh <laughs> what there's more to go we we both oh, yeah very well we uh like we're both really introverted and like I so before everything happened you know I was a big traveler and I do a lot of things by myself so I always thought like which was good. Like I've learned a lot about myself, but then when you were kind of forced to even be at home, like I haven't really traveled as much. And that, that helped me get to a whole nother level of ascension too, because then I was like, okay, like I was distracting myself with travel. I was distracted. Like I did salsa and photography and, and painting. And like, so I was like gone four or five nights a week doing activities. Right. Um, and granted I was like I'm by myself I mean with other people but like really doing these things by myself so I was like you know I I get me but then when I'm not doing those activities and I'm hanging out at home like oh wow okay so like this was this was the lesson for me was to really like really get in and get quiet and really tap in like at a different level of knowingness And, and I'm even being called now to even go even deeper right? So it will be even more quiet time and stuff. And I really, of course, the other thing side to that is I find I really like it now. So it makes me a little nervous sometimes to then like have to go interact with, not interact with people, but like, oh, am I, can I still get my like two hours of quiet time, like pure, like bliss a day of just listening to the messages that come in and tapping within, right? Um, but, but that's also where I do my, that that's like exercise to me. Right. Cause that's where I get my recharge. It's, it's not, yeah, it's completely how I recharge and everything. So yeah, I know you get that. You understand. I mean, not everybody might, but like, even like extroverts, I have a lot of friends, you know, that are super extrovert and they have to be around other people to recharge, but like, I would still encourage all of them like, like really to tap within. So you can start to distinguish like what is your inner voice and inner truth versus what other people's is. Right. And when we're always surrounding ourselves or distracting ourselves with like other people or other activities or events or travel or whatever it is, we're not in that space to really hear the messages. And that's kind of like um, going back to the spiritual rabbit hole idea you know, like people have asked me, like, how do you, how, how do you kind of know what your purpose is? How do you know what your path is? How do you know? And I'm like, well, you have to listen, but and people get bombarded all day long with messages that they're just not hearing or paying attention to because they're not tuned in. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And there's, yeah. there'll be, there'll be small whispers and sometimes it might be too loud with all the other things going on in our mind. Um, what is it, 95%? I'm not sure with the number, but I feel like that, that's the correct number. 92, 95% of our thoughts are just repetition, <laughs> you know? So it's just like nonsense. So when when some brilliant st- stuff comes in, you know, and it's just really quiet, I guess people, you know, kind of just like, just things going on, just part of the things going on. But if we get rid of all those things going on, the nonsense, those are yeah. be more on the for- forefront. And you'll mm-hmm. be- you know, I was just thinking I was 
what came to my mind when we're talking right now is the guy you had on previously. I've watched all your things because they've been awesome. Everybody should watch them all. Um, he was talking about journaling and I'm a huge fan of journaling too, because um, I always recommend people keep a dream journal and then they keep just a general journal to write down things because I think we have to really, those thoughts will come in, but to your point, like we need to process them too. We, right. So, um, I'm a huge, huge fan of journaling. Um, okay. Can I tell you a quick story that we're here? (laughs) I know Uh, kind of, it's like a wild story, but it's such a perfect example to me of tuning in. So I have, um, over the last year, really like I'm ready now to call in a relationship, sacred union, right? Same. Yeah. In divine timing, when it happens, I'm not going to go on any app, not my thing. Right. So I know when, when it happens, it'll happen, but I'm preparing and opening myself up for that. Right. So I'm aware too, though, of, cause I've, I've done so much, so like so much work on myself, but I'm like, you know, there's still probably some like I feel like I'm, I'm at the point where I'm getting the fur bunnies that are in the corner of your like place, you know, like if you pull the couch out and there's like probably a little bit of fur or, you know, dust balls in the back corner, like, that's where I feel like I'm at with myself. So I'm like, okay, dear universe, show me the like dust balls that are still hanging around that need to be dealt with. So it was the end of October and, um, I was out walking my dog and we ran into this guy totally like would be my type. He had a dog, totally cute. Looked like my old dog. Right. Um, real quick before this. So there's, um, I'm a, a tarot reader and, um, there's a couple of people that I follow. So I was watching this one lady and she brought up a name. So this was like two days before I met this guy. So she brought up a name and she, and it was, happened to be the same name as an old boyfriend, but not a healthy relationship. So immediately I was like, oh, like kind of on alert, right? So anyway, I'm out with my dog, walking her. We run into this guy and he says, oh, I've seen you around. You're really attractive. Well, first of all, I'm like, that's weird because I haven't seen you around. So how could you see me around is what my first thought was. But I'm like, okay. Let me go with this. What is this? What am I here to learn from this interaction? Is usually like the first thing I say when I meet somebody. Um, so then he basically is like, are you single? Yeah, can I get your number? Sure, why not? Because like, I'm like, all right, let's see where this goes, right? What's your name? So he tells me his name. It's not the exact same name, but it's got, a, it's very similar, right? So I'm already like, like, okay, where are we going with this, right? So that was like on a, Tuesday. And I, so we're texting some, okay, you know, whatever, like, like I'm kind of just feeling it out. Um, I said, why don't we meet tomorrow night and we'll walk our dogs around the block. So the next night, Wednesday, we go, um, to walk our dogs and I'm at my, my apartment building and we step on this grassy area that I never go to near my apartment building, just cause it's kind of out of the way a little. And I get bit alive by fire ants. So I've lived in Florida for seven years and I've never had a fire ant bite. And I get like six or seven and they were really bad. And apparently I'm kind of allergic to them. So I was like, 
And I am super big. So again, spirit, the messages message are, so are we listening? Right? So this is how listening going within works. So immediately I get home and I'm like, all right, what's the spirit animal significance of a fire ant? Protect your energy, mind your like energetic boundaries kind of thing was kind of the thing. So I was like, okay, a little extra higher alert. Right. So I'm like, let me just play this out to see that night. I have like a dream. I also, oh, we've talked about our Claire's before Claire Alliance. So, um, I dream up sense. So that night I'm having a dream. Some other animal symbolism comes to me, some sense that are like nobody would think of, right? Like, I think might maybe it was green Mandarin. It might've been someone, but it's like, where does this come from? Right? So anyway, it came to me. I look it up the emotional meaning. So again, more about protection, more about like being aware, whatever. Okay. So extra high alert. So I go I, like Thursday then. So it's not even 48 hours later. I go to get my hair done, talking to my hairdresser and um, I come out and he sends a text and it was the ultimate red flag text for me. Right. So I was like, okay, we're done. Like this is not like, and I just cut him off. Right. But um, for me, what was really cool is in the past, this might've been somebody I would have like dated or hung out with longer. Right. Because you know, he was super attractive. We had a lot, we did have a lot in common. Right. And I didn't want to get caught in the, like all of that it was paying attention to the messages, but it, it just felt like there's a couple different things. I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it kind of felt like a timeline jump It's kind of weird. Like I've never seen him again since. Right. Like it literally was two days in and out of an experience. Um, I don't know if it was like this kind of test to make sure like I'm good. I've done my work. Like I understand, but I was really paying attention to all these, like, you know, the smell, the animals, the message. So I'm just like, okay, all the signs coming from the universe. I see them all. I'm good. I'm out. Like I got what I needed. Right. Um, but just really fascinating. Like it's just, but if I hadn't been tuned into my inner voice, this would have played out a lot longer. Right. right. And, it, and, and that's how, I mean, I just pushed so many things. I was like, oh, so good, but it was like, it felt, and I had been telling a friend, a friend that's pretty open to some, a lot of this. And she was like, wow, you cleared that fast. That was like less than 48 hours. I was like, yeah, like cleared a whole bunch of things. And it cleared things with this other guy whose name had been brought up previously too. So other time previous, like experiences, and um, it just cleared a lot from my own past as well with other relationships. So I was just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm good. I'm done with that. But, um, and also just brought to light some work I needed to do around some psychic protection work. So then, you know, up that and did some other things. But yeah, I, I, I like, I can never be like, do your work enough and pay attention to your inner voice enough. You know, it's just so... Like if I could have anything for people, that would be probably one of the biggest things yeah. that and doing your divine masculine, divine feminine work. Like if people could truly feel the love and balance between their divine masculine and divine feminine, that union experience that union within themselves. Like I can't, I can't even imagine what this world would be like. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a, a, a great topic. If you'd like to jump into that right now. Sure. Why not? It's like my favorite topic. Oh, I love it. No, it's like, 
I'm obsessed as well. Just like all about, and, and it has to be happened within you first, but. A hundred percent. Like we, we, gosh, I don't even know where to begin. It's a really hard topic. I find because it triggers a lot of people. Um, I think right now, for the most part, a majority of people aren't in a place where they can even have a conversation about diving into divine masculine, divine feminine work. Because um, when you talk about uh, masculine and feminine energies, like people just get really triggered by other, their past hurts and pains. Right. And I guess I'll just speak on my own experience. A lot of it started from understanding, like, um, like I had been looking externally for, um, in my past for safety and security from men in relationships. You too. Yeah. Most of us, right. Yeah. And this is our path for a lot of us. What's that? It is our path for a lot of us anyway. Yeah. And like stands and work through and realize it's this it's within. Yeah. 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 And, um, I was, so it was after my divorce, which makes sense, right. Where I really started to dive into this work. Like we got introduced to it when we were married and then we didn't individually do the work and then together to really survive that. But, um, what is that girl's name? Heather Amashamara or whatever. Um, the warrior goddess way. I think that's the book I had read that kind of was, it was a good book for me. I think that's the name of it. Um, that really kind of helped me on that journey of starting diving in. And what I really got is I had to tap into my own inner masculine and do the healing work so that I could find safety and security there. And I, people used to say like, like I have a really strong masculine and people would say, you need to do divine feminine work. And what I realized is for me personally, and I think this is true for a lot is no, I actually needed to do divine masculine work because he wasn't strong enough or holding it. He wasn't healthy. He wasn't a mature masculine, right. In a healthy space, holding the space for my divine feminine to come out nicely. So like I had, was in a very immature masculine space. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I'm thinking about myself. Like what was the case? Cause I could also relate in the fact that, uh, for my personal journey, I had a very, very, very strong masculine inner masculine because you know I'm alone in the world right all my life I'm alone in the world and I have to action you know things need to get done I need to not be like you know like I needed to just that's just my personal journey exactly you to, to hustle you know like a, the bartending thing in New York City I'm obviously like very like you know so it made me feel like like you know once what that was that was done I, I finished bartending like two years ago. Once, uh, once that that was one done, I realized, oh wow, um, maybe I should start working on my inner feminine. So that's why I'm like kind of thinking right now. Maybe that. But, was- but do you feel like you worked on her to bring her out? Like I felt like she was always there, and I needed to Definitely give her space to come there. out. Yeah. 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 Like like my masculine was like a fucking control freak. Yeah. Okay. Right. But not in a healthy way. Like I need to get things done. I need to like, so, so like, so it was for me personally, I kind of felt like my inner masculine was like this little inner bully and, and didn't know how to like give space for like, Hey, you know what? Your feminine can actually like negotiate deals and probably better than you. 
So sit the fuck back and let her do her thing. Right. But no, but he was like a little bully control freak. And like, so it was, these are kind of the feelings like I felt inside of me and experience, but like, so it was a lot of work to, um, kind of find out like right now for me, I mean, I would say I have a beautiful trinity of sacred union between my inner masculine, my inner feminine and my inner child. Like they're a very happy family. Like they all communicate with each other, which sounds kind of crazy, but my, uh, my earring is the trequerta. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. Feminine, masculine and yeah. And a child inner child. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. That gave me chills. Um, that's really cool. What? Also protection. It's protection from many things. That oh, I love it. Um, yeah, like, but I feel like so. I just went on this on uh, New Year's, the day after New Year's. I went on this boating trip with um, a bunch of people. It's like a spiritual thing, and we were having this conversation. And so they were asking me like, what I do to honor each of them. And there was one point. It's probably like four, almost five years ago. I feel like they had really come into union. And so one Valentine's day, which I normally hate, but they, um, wrote love letters. They wrote love letters to each other. Like I got a letter for my feminine and I got a letter for my masculine and I wrote myself a love letter from, from each to each. Right. And just really honoring and holding space for each of them. And, um, like it it sounds funny because it sounds like I'm a little crazy having these conversations within myself but it's super balanced because this like I, I will take this is I know right I would take my I take my masculine on dates sometimes I'll take my feminine on dates right and just really giving to myself that which is complete and desiring right so you know, anything. So, so technically like, I don't need, well, nobody needs the relationship. Right. Um, because anything I need is fulfilled within and then, but I can desire or want to meet somebody that has done that work themselves. And then together we can come and then lift each other up and support each other and elevate each other and that type of thing. But, um, I think it's just a process to, um, I was really annoyed recently. I had to make a phone call to, to take care of a financial transaction and it was a very 3d call. I knew it was going to be, and I was kind of annoyed because I'm like, I feel so balanced, but I, I feel like I'm going to be forced to get into my like bossy bully masculine. And I had to, I was anyway it was a choice and I was like all right let me just step in and take care of this and then you know step back out but it like felt having done all the work it felt really like oh I can't believe I enjoyed like being in this space for so many years of my life like it's so much more peaceful now you know like being in the space where there's the like the balance and stuff the other thing too is so going back to the safety and security like I really get, I can count, I can make choices for myself and the safety and security is within myself and that I will always have my own back. Right. That's super powerful because, and, and actually that dealing with that guy was a good example, right? Because I could engage 
I could consciously choose to engage in that, even though like my tethers or whatever were like, my flags were up because they're like, okay, maybe little red flags, but I'm like, let me enter this situation to see what I can learn and what I'm here to learn from this. But I am, I feel safe and secure in myself enough to enter it, let my feminine enter it. But I know my masculine has, has my back. So once he recognizes this is no longer safe and secure for her, we're going to hightail it out of here, which is exactly what happened. So my feminine was able to enter into this dynamic with this guy on the street and be flirty and be, you know, whatever. And like have two days of that engagement. But my masculine, meanwhile, I could feel was like, you know, over here being like, we're watching. And then when everything was like, okay, there's too many red flags. It was like, okay, we're packing up let's go. Like we're done with this experience. You've gotten what you needed to get out of it. Right. And then everybody has a powwow and they kind of like come together and have the conversation. It's like, what, what worked, what didn't work? What did we learn? Right. And that's where the journaling I think comes in. So I don't, which is, I, I mean, it's, I'm not really giving people a solution how to get there. It's just a matter of, I think, um, yeah, doing the work. I mean, I guess that's what we are as guides too, though, right? There to work with people and to guide them through that process too. I mean, I know I do that work with clients because it's about giving them journal prompts and having the conversation and pulling out like with a client, she's going through a lot of this now. We, we do talk like which, what part of you, who was showing up, your masculine or your feminine? So who was showing up for the experience? Was this the healthy masculine or the healthy feminine? Or was it the unhealthy masculine or the unhealthy feminine? And then we start to kind of unpack that, right? And so I think that that can be a really useful exercise. And then it's like, how would you react or behave next time so that the healthy version of both of those can show up and have that experience? Absolutely. So yeah. my understanding is when we are whole and we are integrated, that is when we could find our, you know, what, what is termed as twin flame because people are like, oh, you know, I have such a connection. So my understanding that pre, the prerequisite to the, to the real twin flame union is being whole, just doing, having had done all the work, <laughs> integrated by, by going down the rabbit holes and, and doing the, the trauma work, you know, by feeling, by observing, by feeling, and therefore integrating then you are a whole motherfucking person, <laughs> you know, ready for a union. And that other person obviously had to have gone through the same thing. And it doesn't have to be, you know, both need to be like, one needs to be uh, a woman and the other a man, uh, you know, like as long as, as long as, you know, whatever gender, as long as you've done your work, you're integrated in whole, and now you can, can, ha can have a twin flame union. I think, mm -hmm. I think people need to understand that it's not just, you know, oh my God, connection, you know, oh, we've known each other in past lives. This could be just a person that is a, a soulmate and we have so many and, and, you know, they're just showing up to, for you guys to figure stuff out and trigger your, uh, each other so you could heal more. So I just wanted to throw that in there, what a 12 uh, twin flame union is and yeah, this is absolutely. Don't you think people like totally misunderstand that term? Oh, absolutely. 
Oh yeah. 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 I don't like using it. Cause I feel like people like it gets thrown around in all kinds of bad ways and stuff like that. But I wanted to kind of throw that in there since we're talking about the subject that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You want the real thing. To, you can't throw around that, like you said, you can't throw around that 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 uh, term. You know, everybody's you know like uh, you know not everybody, but you know like this person just because we have a really deep connection. No, they're they're here to possibly trigger trigger the shit out of you. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. you know it could be just somebody that's meant to be da da da. But um, for for as far as I understand it, for it to be a twin flame, quote unquote, union, be whole, be integrated. Have, make sure you have done your work. Yeah. I um, I think one of the things you said there that was really interesting is, um, oh, I totally lost my train of thought. But wait, what did you just say? It was really good. I wanted to follow up on you want to make sure you're integrated you're whole to be able to be in a uh in what we call it a twin flame union uh possibly um those people could have been soulmates and you're triggering each other oh oh that's what i was going to say yeah 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 like i feel like when you when you there's this journey that we go on right to do our work and as comfortable as i am as an introvert and being by myself I really love it. Part of the reason I'm calling somebody in is I feel like for me to, to reach the next, like elevate to the next level for my own journey and ascension is like, it has to be, it not has to, but it's going to be elevated in union, but not even just union in a relationship, but like I'm calling in business, right? relationships, soul family relationships. So even all these like awesome new friends, like meeting you and meeting other people, like all of these experiences are elevating me as well, because like we, like you and I have had profound, awesome conversations just in the five weeks. And like that allows me to reflect at a much different and deeper level than I could even on my own. And I feel like, so that's important too. Oh, we were just having this, my friend and I were having this conversation this morning. Like, I I feel like people will be changing or reevaluating what family means to them. I've been on this journey for the last two years, like really redefining what this family, right? So we were born into a family here and I totally get um, why I chose my family, the work I was meant to do for them, for myself, um, what I was to learn from them, good and bad and otherwise. And, um, you know, kind of stepped away for a while and, you know, I'm reevaluating, but I also really got that like, they're an earth family, right? But I have a much larger galactic family and family from many other lives. And those are the people that I'm calling in. And I'm just like, wow, my family has like grown exponentially in the last, like like crazy. My family's grown exponentially in the last years. But because my term, my viewpoint on family has um, evolved as well, but I feel like a lot of people are going to, and well, and I'm already seeing it in other groups where people are like, either because they're getting divorced or because, um, various things have come up, come to light with other family members. Like they're really starting to reevaluate and kind of alter what family means to them. And so starting to see this conversation now, but as we say, we always feel like we're experiencing things before others, but, um, you know, been on this path. And I just think like that kind of reevaluation of family who we're starting to bring into our lives is really going to like 
take everybody to another level too of growth as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so um, going into um, taking radical um, accountability. Oh. I would like to. Talk my, about this is my soapbox for 2022. Am I allowed to have a soapbox if I'm on my ascension journey? But anyway. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like. Uh, at this point, I know I'm all like, how, I'm like, do I even temper this message? Because I'm just like, everybody needs to be on their freaking like radical accountability journey. Like I, I think it's hard sometimes when you see things, right. And you're like, if everybody would just take radical accountability for the work, their own inner work and maintain their lane and do their work for themselves. Like, can you imagine how amazing the world would be? But everybody's trying to like, they're, they're like all over weaving and swerving into everybody's lanes and creating accidents all over the place, right? And it's like, get back in your damn lane, do your work, take rad, like radical. I'm like, not just take accountability for yourself, take radical accountability for yourself. And I just feel like that's to me has been like screaming the theme of 2022 that when people are really stepping into taking radical accountability, that they're going to see a lot shift in their own life. First of all, because if you're taking radical accountability, then you're going to be in integrity, right? Which means then you're being within your own authentic self, um, in your own inner authority, because I don't really see how you can be in your inner authority and not take radical accountability or how you can take radical accountability and not be your, in your own inner authority. Like to the, like those go both ways to me, but um, yeah, I'm just feeling like for everything, our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, the work we're doing, what we're not doing, what we're choosing everything's just very like I'm going through a stage of minimizing now and like I said calling in sacred union so that that means taking radical accountability for like who I'm allowing into my life and my energetic space um who I share my energy with my boundaries with my emotions with who you know what I mean like just everything like absolutely I, I, I don't know. It's just kind of a pet peeve right now. I mean, maybe that's not the right term, but. Absolutely. I, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, um, I was, I was uh, writing up a post uh, for my human resonance channel yesterday and um, the message that, that I felt like I needed to share was um, with, with the collective is uh, exactly this, you know, like, like, oh. this, this, yeah, exactly this. Um, I, I think I said something along the lines of like, like taking responsibility for yourself, you know, like, you know, be accountable. Um, and then it's interesting. And as I was telling you before we started today's podcast, um, that I like to watch podcasts before I go to bed, you know, and you learn stuff, whatever. But anyway, so I had, I had a uh, post the post and then I turned on the, the podcast and like five minutes later, it's being talked about on the screen. I was like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> so it was a message that needed to be heard. And now we're, sure. we're bringing it up right now. Random. Oh, yes. Yeah. See, there we go. Like three times. What is that? Three times in two days. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it just, By the way, I, I mean, not read, read over the stuff prior to today. So it was just like, oh, random. that's funny. Um, I mean, just imagine like, 
you know, you run an online group and so there's a lot of members in there, right? And like, if if everybody took radical accountability for their actions or their thoughts, then th- we would never have, because, you know, in the online world, people can hide behind. I mean, they probably say things they wouldn't say to other people, you know, if they were in person or whatever. I mean, maybe they would, but, you know, you, they can hide behind a little bit more. So if you're thinking like, I'm going to be accountable for my thoughts, you know, you can also be accountable for your responses and stuff. And so I don't know, like even the other day I was in a different group and um, I commented on something and some girl came back with like literally like 10 posts to basically tell me I was wrong in 10 different ways. And I'm like, I didn't even respond. I'm like, I don't, one, I don't need, I don't need, I'm like, I'm like, I don't need, I don't know if she kept posting to try and get me to respond. I'm like, I don't need to to respond to you. I know my truth and I'm not going to argue my truth with, which is another good reason to why it's good to know your truth and be strong in your own inner authority is because like, I don't need to argue with you my truth. Like, I always like when people try and make other people wrong for their opinions. I'm like, why? Like, it it doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. I'm just like, why don't you be accountable for your opinion? I'll be accountable for mine, but you don't need to be in my lane. You don't need to be like sideswiping me. Like Lily, let's think of a card. Like she was sideswiping me. I'm like, why? Like, you know, but that's where, that's where doing the energy protection work. I get, Ooh, look at this example that is just coming. Like the energy protection work are your bumpers, right? So I have my bumpers up. Like you can sideswipe me, but my bumpers are up. Like, I don't, I'm still in my lane. I'm doing my lane my way being accountable to myself and my thoughts and my actions i'm in integrity you know and i think it's interesting and i'm definitely guilty of it absolutely uh i'm trying to be better every day <laughs> i think i'm in a pretty decent, decent place but uh my point that i'm trying to make is um it comes down to you know we think we know everything just because we have an opinion about it you know like a really strong opinion about it just because we've heard it let's say maybe repeated over and over again all of a sudden becomes the truth mm-hmm. we don't know anything everything that we're learning mm-hmm. a lot of it is from the external world like exactly like why do you think you're right <laughs> yeah well that goes back to what we talked about so let's like just cycle back to the beginning right because doesn't that go back to what we're talking about where everybody has going to external authorities and the conditioning and then they believe that that's their truth, but they haven't even tapped into what their truth is because right. it's been so conditioned. So it's like decondition all of that crap that you think you know and really understand what's your inner authority. I guess, and somebody asked me the other day because I have it on my board here um, about sovereignty. It asked me my definition of sovereignty. And I guess to me, like there's a lot of, of um that in the definition of sovereignty for me i guess okay i'm gonna just i'm gonna turn this around on you what's your definition of sovereignty um even though it's a different word um the word that comes to me is freedom Mm. Uh, taking responsibility for yourself being free to do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anybody even though that's technically not part of the definition, not hurting anybody, but that's just part of my important, uh, I guess, definition. Uh, being, being, um, 
Yeah, being responsible and being free to make your own decisions. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I would add just because it's funny you said freedom because that's like probably my number one value. So go figure, right? But um, what's that? The same? I mean, yeah. freedom. All about this it. is why we're friends. <laughs> um, Free to do whatever I want, you know, as long as, again, I'm not hurting anybody. Yeah. I mean, that's where, you know, having your ego, then it... <laughs> that's your problem. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they need a little bit of like, but the consciousness part, but yeah, but I think like to, that's where like being in integrity and inner authority are really important to me because they align so much with the idea of sovereignty too, because I'm like, I, you, you're not going to like push me or alter who I am as a person because I'm, I'm solid. I know who I am. I know my inner authority. And I guess that to me, I kind of see that because that's, to me, the freedom in that, you know, sometimes people vote or relate freedom or sovereignty to just like money, but I'm like, but that's not, right. I, I guess I don't, necess- yeah, I mean, that may be, be a component, but it's not like, yeah. 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 I could see anyway. where they're coming from. And I do, I do think, I think you're right. Um, that it, like integrity being part of that, depending on the person, of course, um and knowing yourself knowing what you what's right for you yeah moving from that point yeah so do your work that's it exactly do your work so easy it's so easy (laughs) i mean it's easy once we've done the work it is. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Oh, I mean, it is for those that haven't done the work. It's technically, technically easy once you've done the work. Yeah, we'll meet you here. <laughs> it's actually technically easy when you're doing the work too. Except we, we, our ego resist the crap out of it. Right. Right. Good point. Maybe. So if we go with the flow and trust into God, the universe, whatever it's actually like pretty easy, but we want to control everything and resist everything. Yeah, for sure. I'm like looking over the notes. If there's anything else, that's uh, awesome that we need to talk about. Um, you, I'm thinking, do you, do you want to talk about the Claire's a little bit? Oh, we were, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. I mean, we both have our Claire's Yeah. because we shared the reason I brought it up is we shared our, our, Claire Alliance. So I looked it up because it's actually a term. Um, our, I guess, psychic sense, scent. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I dream in sense or like um, when you t- when you touch people. Like my massage therapist, also because he's very open. I think when um, I go, like I usually am always like, oh, I smell cedar wood for you today or something. Right. And it was funny when I looked it up later, the emotions of it, it was like exactly matched whatever our conversation was. I was like, oh, okay, perfect. So like I do, I've started to do a lot of um, scent blending. So I in, intuitive scent blends and stuff, which I really like. Um, yeah. So I, I'll kind of like Claire. Uh, what is it? Claire Alliance, A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E, I think. Alliance. Alliance. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, you were you were the first person that has brought up that term to me. I've never heard it before. I was like, oh, there's a word for it because I never like all the other ones. We all technically know, you know, what they yeah. are. But um, yeah, I was like, oh wow. And what did I, you say though? I think you said in the last one you're more clairsentient, right? Uh, so my number one is a uh, claircognizant, which is uh, you just right. know stuff. Um, right. And it's not like you choose to know stuff. So you'll just know random stuff, and it could be it could be amazing information it could be just like whatever information um yeah so i'm not all-knowing by no by any means but there's just so, certain stuff i'll just know i'll just like know the depth and where it's coming from and you know like there's just certain things um and claire sentience which is um uh the i guess the superpower of healing uh sorry uh feeling um you just feel you just feel things yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but those, both of those work really, really well together. Mm -hmm. They bond really well together. I do have an extra sense of smell, but not like you. Um, mm -hmm. Mine says just, you know, just everything smells extra strong. Um, oh. But I don't, you know, I don't go into like, like I'm not able to like pick up on emotion or anything when it comes to, to that. Um, I just cut to cover it for people that, that don't know uh there's clairvoyance the extra ability to be able to foresee uh, mm -hmm. and what 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 else is there anything we're not covering uh we covered it all. it's the touch that's the clairsentient yeah claircognizant clairvoyance what's the sound oh yes there we go that's the one we're missing uh, clairaudience is that right yes mm -hmm. yeah um yeah I mean, but you know, what's interesting, I guess, I think you've said this before, though, like everybody has access to this, like our abilities here are not, it's not unique. I mean, well, I mean, they're unique to us, but they're not, everyone has the ability to tap into all of this. Absolutely. And sometimes they kind of, they randomly will come on for people. And mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they come on after you've done clearing. Either. Yeah energetic clearing either you yourself or, or a uh, person doing a clearing for you or you work on your traumas and you clear space yeah you're a whole different person when you do yeah. work and things will just come online and you're just like oh look at that I guess it's <laughs> not technically superpowers there might be not like us being able to fly or levitate but nonetheless they're they're not the regular senses they're extra yeah. Well, and I also realized like you, people can choose not to embrace them. Like, I mean, yep. I remember after I had my first mediumship experience, I was in a group and I asked like, cause there's a lot of people in the group that commented that they don't develop their mediumship. And I'm like, why would you choose not to do? And a lot of people um, don't want to maybe, you know, obviously talk with people from the other side, or they don't want to be open to that kind of energy or it's, or it can be, um, draining. And so whatever they had, you know, everybody had different kind of things, but I was, I, that was when I kind of really realized I'm like, oh, it's also a choice. So like you can choose what to develop and embrace more. And so, I mean, I think if anybody is ever venturing down this journey, it's like, you can venture into choosing like what you want to develop or what you don't want to, but maybe being mindful of that, that journey as well. Yeah. I feel like, uh, for some people, they don't want to and they can't turn it off I, I feel like that is a case sometimes 
And in that case, I feel like there's a reason for that. You know, like your sole purpose is just like, nope, you have to. And I think, I feel like you should embrace that if that's the case and not be, not feel like a victim. Just like, okay. Yeah. It could also be though, maybe because like, um, I'm thinking of a boundary issue. Like, for example, like, you know, um, see, I don't, I don't know. I always get mixed up in the terms. So like, I can like channel and do medium stuff for people. And I'm very good at like reading, feeling people, but I don't want to do that all the time. So like, I choose times when I, I'm like, okay, I'm open to it or I'm not like, it used to be like, I would go out and I struggled for years when I first tapped in because like I would walk into a room and I literally like this person broke up with their boyfriend. This one wants to like commit suicide. This person's in a fight. This person's depressed. This person's happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can feel every single person and you're just like, Oh my God, it's so exhausting. And, um, but like a lot of it too, was me doing my own work to be like, okay, I don't, I can walk into the room and I don't need, I can, feel the empathy of the room in general without having to feel 50 different people's energy. Do you know what I mean? So I think that takes some work too, is to like, but to your point, I mean, if it's so in your face, I guess you would like maybe something you should work on and developing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I like I have a boundary where I don't want to I don't want to experience like the depth of people's stuff like I'll just know where you're at at this current moment that's as 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 deep as I want to go with people you know um Mm so just I don't know I just don't like accessing their life story not ready for it yeah yeah yeah. I don't know yeah I don't know um but and when it comes to clear audience I big part of me I'm like yeah I want to hear at the same time like I don't want to hear absolutely not yeah no it's a lot in your head <laughs> I, don't I made to- the mistake of uh of um so I learned early on not to say anything to people though until you're invited because I made the mistake of calling out a friend's pregnancy for an, not a friend she was an acquaintance's pregnancy before she even knew but whoops <laughs> oh wow yeah. That didn't go so well. So anyway, yeah, I can imagine. So um, let's let's uh, bring up any other projects that you're doing. I know you're doing something with the heart math and a couple other things. If you want to talk about any of that stuff. Yeah, I'm finishing my heart math certification. So for anybody that doesn't know, getting into all the breathing, it's really crazy. I, it's so profound to me how you do breath work, though, right? uh let, let's let's say baby uh baby version of that okay like nowhere near mastered i'm like struggling <laughs> to be honest it is it is perf- profound to me how because they have very specific scripts that they do through heart math um but they're very simple and when we we're going through the class like even if i would if i read the script for someone it's profound at how calming it is like profound to me and how healing just breath work can be for healing like trauma and stress and everything. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess I would say if somebody was to learn like a good skill set for day-to-day life, like just practicing breath work would be uh, a very important one. Um, What else? Oh, I got invited to do something. 
I can't talk about it yet, but you're going to be really excited because it ties into some of the conversation we were having today earlier. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. So anyway, so yeah, there's that vagueness. So all good. Um, yeah. How about a walls, uh, walls protocol health? Oh yeah. So I uh, did a certification for the walls paleo part protocol. So for you've done um, walls paleo is somewhat similar to the autoimmune paleo protocols too. There's some, there's nuanced differences between them, but okay. um, working with, you know, a lot of clients that have like autoimmune issues and so helping them with their diet and stuff. And just really, I mean, you and I are both big, huge believers and proponents of the power of healing food and natural foods in our body. And I mean, it was, I did walls when I got really sick and it was so instrumental in my life. So that was one of the reasons why it was really important for me. Like, what do they say? You can't, um, uh, what is the saying? You can't out gym a poor diet or something and you can't out eat non-exercise, something like that. Right. I'm horrible at these cliches saying as I suck at them. So, um, so yeah, I just like, you know, it's really important. Like, you know, clients will want to come and, and they don't necessarily want to do the diet. And like, and I hate, I actually don't like the word diet. So I shouldn't use that word, but uh, food choices. So, you know, if we're not going to make new food choices for the things you put in your body. Yeah. I mean, like we're, we're, we are a system. I'm a process systems person, right? I mean, at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, I started out as an engineer. It's like, I am a process systems person. So like what a, garbage in, garbage out. So like we have to mind what's going into the system, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I'm a big proponent of that as well. Really getting people just more mindful. Like, but here's the thing. Everybody has to find what works for them. I also don't like, I'm not a fan of like, you should be doing keto. You should be doing vegan you should be like you should be listening to your body absolutely and tapping in and tuning in again another reason why to go within even like when I got sick I did walls and then I had to switch a little bit and and tweak it a little bit and um for me for where I was at in the healing process and then eventually came back to it and have kind of like ebbed and flowed because of various things in my own body that my body was adapting to and stuff so I think I don't like, uh, sometimes people will call and ask, do you do meal plans? No, because I think it's important. I can help you, guide you, but it's important for people to um, really tap into one, the food they enjoy eating, yeah. right? And then, you know, finding the way to make it work for them. Because some people don't like to cook that much, right? And some people enjoy the kitchen. So it, it's all, we have a very interesting relationship with food as a society. True. Right? True. That's a whole that's a whole other. other. Right. Yeah. So um after this uh this podcast uh recording, we will be doing a uh well, I didn't even talk about my favorite thing I do, exactly. which is yeah. I know. <laughs> thanks for leading me. <laughs> thanks for leading me uh to the See, I suck at cliche things. Thanks for leading me to the desert. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, my favorite thing are the NES, the um, bioenergetic assessment. So I had Natasha do a voice scan. It's super cool. So 
clients can do just a boy scan, unless you have a pet, I have the animal product too. And I actually use, I just did mine yesterday. So you can actually do the scanner. What? thought about how they could give you an option of, like, oh. uh, in the beginning, yeah, they give you an option when you're signing up to like human dog, cat, you know, I didn't know what, what, you know, all the other stuff was, I was like, let me just select cat. Cause, cause why not? I'm silly like that. Anyway. So for some reason, some random weird reason, I, there was no option to do a voice scan and she, and, and Christina was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, you know, I don't know. We were supposed to do that last week as a matter of fact. And finally she comes back to me and she goes, um, yeah, you selected cat. <laughs> Okay, so if you're a human and you ever work with me, you have to acknowledge whether you want to or not that you're actually a human in this earthly plane. <laughs> it was the funniest thing because I had to call tech support and we were like trying to figure it out. And they're like, oh, she's selected, she's a cat. And I was like, of course she did. Like that makes so much sense. Like anyway. Yeah, super funny. But I love it. It's a great system. I use it for the energy portion of um, working with clients. So I use it on myself every two weeks. So it helps identify where our body's like low in energy, what organs or systems and what's not communicating effectively. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's the short summary. So, and then people can do structured water or, and, or use like a PEMF type device that they have and, uh, to really like get energy systems back up and or get the energy flowing through the body. And it's really profound. It's really, um, it is the only thing I use for myself right now and have been for like the last year and a half. And I just, I love it so much. So fascinating. Um, and I use it for my dog. Like I had, you've seen her, right? I um, adopted a dog in August and she was underweight. And within three months, like she still eats the same food. She gets more exercise, but like we've been doing the little drops with her and the reading and um, worked through some, I guess, um, abandonment issues she must have been having as well. Um, just getting her to rely on me. But yeah, she's gained like, she's a little dog. So she started at four and a half pounds and now she's seven and a half pounds. Nice. So she grew into her full body in like three months. So it was really cute. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to to go through this process and find out more about it. Um, sounds Sounds like a leading edge kind of equipment to... yeah to me i see it kind of as like the future of health yeah care. i can see yeah. that absolutely it's no longer like i don't know i don't know what's going on let's do some blood work no it's just like do a little uh, it's so easy the the voice scan you're just counting from one to ten and it just picks yeah. up on any abnormalities that have to do from my understanding with each organ fascinating yeah, it's um, what I mean, it's not diagnostic, but I mean, it's it's very interesting. Like I've been having I was telling Natasha that it like a little bit of heart stuff and I knew um, the heart would probably I did a scan just like to check myself what's coming up. So my heart because it's like been sluggish, but also, you know, I'm very sensitive to geopathic stress. And the one for geopathic stress came up almost like, of course it did. Right. So very interesting. And um just some others that I expected. And yeah, it's cool just to work with the infoceuticals. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what comes up for you. We'll dive in. It was really interesting. One thing I will say when we went to the event and I read, I noticed all the people that traveled 
So not the people that drove there, the people that flew there all had three common things that came up and related to kind of the immune system, um, lymph, lymphatic system. And, and then the other interesting thing was muscles. And one of the things I've been hearing more on the collective is that a lot of people are working through releasing trauma stored in their muscles. So I guess the takeaway I would do there, I was telling everybody, get your roller out and be doing your rolling, you know, the most like the, um, I'm sure there's probably a more fancy term, but just do your rolling on your foam roller and also doing like dry brushing for your lymph system. So yeah, really easy kind of things, but to help move, we don't realize like people don't realize they're processing a lot of trauma right now and a lot of experience and what they've been experiencing over the last two years. And that needs to go somewhere. So you need to help your body eliminate it. Exercise. Hello, people walk do something, get out in the sun. Right. So, yeah. Love it. All yeah. right, Christina, thank you so much for, for coming on and thank you for your time Thanks. and your wisdom and all the wonderful info. Yeah, it's been really fun. Yay. Okay. Um, I will definitely have all of your information down below for people in the, uh, what is it? Description area um, or, or show notes. Uh, if anybody wants to come check you out, uh, you know, all the different ways that they could find you. And cool. uh, is there any kind of uh, anything that you want to leave off with? Uh, maybe some kind of message to humanity, anything that pops into mind? Oh, be a decent human being. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, let's just keep it simple, right? Agree. treat somebody how you want to be treated. I mean, I, I it seems crazy to come back to this like simple, but just show up as a decent human being, yeah. put your cart away at the grocery store. Again, today I spent like, you know, a minute leaving the grocery store, taking the 15 carts that had been thrown randomly and putting them away. I'm like, well, why is it so hard for like, I don't understand. Throw oh. your trash, trash down the trash chute. Don't put it on the floor. Like literally when you get out of your car, don't ding my car door. Ding my, like, it's like, honestly, the simple things, but it's like, say hi to somebody say thank you right. like be decent yes yeah, it's, it's so easy and simple like i understand where for a lot of the stuff like i understand where they're coming from they're just overwhelmed with everything you know and they're not conscious a lot of people are not conscious so that's another reason i get it at the same time no be a decent person thanks <laughs> yeah be like literally like time. I mean, are you that overwhelmed that you can't say hi to somebody? They are. They are. But again. I'm going to go back to take radical accountability. Yes. Yes. It definitely is. It's no, no matter whether I understand where they're coming from or not. I'm, I'm still with it. I'm still with the message of be a decent person. I'm yeah. Still, yeah. My love. Mm, thank, thank you. So Thank and you for, for working with you right after this podcast. And if you I know. To check it out, guys, check out her info. Yay. Right. Bye. Thanks. Bye.